everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night, like our $10 patrons, Darren and Cole. Uh, but I'm not either of those people. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And uh, today, because uh, we have a little bit of a lull in news, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, our trading card game origin stories. We really don't want to talk about TDs that badly, understandably. But uh... <laughs> guys, guys, what about everyone? They're what about TDs. this? What about this 10K vanilla? What does that mean, dude? The fact that there was a two-day discussion over an 8K vanilla made me want to die. Wait, what? I was what? like, Proof Court had a two-day discussion <laughs> over the five K, or the 8K vanilla with 5K shield. Literally two days, and people were people were saying these absurd things like. Well, why does this card need to exist? And I'm like, well, they need to exist so new players know what the hell to take out. It's to make players make basic card evaluation. Something you all have been guilty of being bad at. <laughs> and I'm sure we've all been bad at it at some point or oh, another. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But you don't you don't learn like are these obvious good bad card evaluations are definitely important. So, yeah. Well, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, this episode idea, uh, comes to you, uh, from my lovely girlfriend, Katie, who, uh, she was like, I have an episode idea. Why don't you talk about, uh, what got you into trading card games and like the story of how, how you all met each other. Okay. Um, this is not what happened. I'm, I'm going to make a guess and that's not how this went down. <laughs> I'm going to guess that it went down in that your, your girlfriend was like, why are you such a nerd? And then you're like, aha, an episode idea. <laughs> no, no, that's how I write my jokes. It's people going like, "Why do you suck so hard?" And I was like, "That's got a punchline to it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, but uh, so I, I guess I'll go first, being the the eldest. Okay. Uh, so I began my card game adventure in oh, remember, what was it, nineteen ninety nine, somewhere around there. Uh, well, I was started playing the Pokemon TCG. Well, I, I was introduced to the Pokemon TCG when I lived on in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And kids around the neighborhood were showing each other their Pokemon cards. So I naturally, I need to get in on the action. Mm -hmm. How and old so, were you at like, this point? I was, I want to say 10. Okay. It was, so it was when Base 1 came out. So this was like, like literally the first set of Pokemon. Pokemon was blowing up. We all had, we all had, we're all put, we were all playing the games for the Game Boy regular. Uh, <laughs> no color just yet, just the Game Boy. Like, we were all kind of, you know, yeah, we were all just getting in, getting in the swing of things. I think I got Pokemon right when it first came out. Uh, we ended up getting both of them, one for me, one for my sister, then my sister never played it. So, they <laughs> Older ended up being both sister. Thing, I guess. Uh, you, one year old. So, you uh, just played two of them with two Game Boys and traded that is all the that's correct. of Pokemon. That is 100% correct. What, uh, was it like that thing where, um, like, for, for the first, until I think about puberty, there's that thing where if your two siblings, like, four years you know apart from each other or less it just becomes like oh one one kid is getting this the other one's getting this because they're gonna argue about it otherwise uh, well I, th I think it was just like they didn't know like who would be interested in that yet mm -hmm. so they, you know they're giving it both a shot because it was kind of like i mean i think it was some of that but also some of like well, we have two of them <laughs> like we have two game boys so might as well get two games so, yeah, and we played them on road trips a lot because we take road trips to visit our grandfather who lived in Florida, mm -hmm. and then he eventually moved to Alabama. But 
So we so that road trip it was probably useful for them to have uh, us doing literally anything. <laughs> uh, and you know the Game Boy was uh, quite satisfactory for that. Um, but yeah, so I so since you know already being a fan of of, of uh, whatever a fan meant, I guess like just enjoying Pokemon at the time, being a kid and enjoying you know whatever I could do. Uh, the, the card game came out and I was like, oh, this looks pretty dope. And you know we you know try to learn the rules to the card game go to like books a million to play in some events where I'm like, where I was playing like some bad, like poison Nitto King based deck or something. And, you know, my opponents were playing, were like men in their twenties playing Haymaker. <laughs> what? So they just like, like, you know, punch. Your like, All right. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I, uh, yes, but I, but I still play a lot of Pokemon and like, and then at some point or another, I was at a mall and I went to a bookstore called Walden Books or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had some magic packs. And so I bought a pack of Nemesis and Urza's Legacy. No, not Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. No, Exodus and Urza's Legacy. I can't believe he can remember the names of the packs. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah. incredibly so, impressive. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a pack. So, yeah. and I So I still remember this because that pack of Urza's Legacy that I bought was a Grim Monolith. Which was a decently valuable card. Well, it was a decently valuable card at one point. And yeah, yeah. And then the Exodus pack, I pulled some garbage uh, shadow card. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. I, I, I remember the art, but I don't remember the name. It was a blue card. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and that's how I got into Magic. And then it's been Magic for a really, really long time, until I got came to California when I was in graduate school and where I was introduced to Weiss and Vanguard. Okay, and, and your was, life was ruined forever. <laughs> and that was in 2011. I, well, I wasn't didn't even start playing Weiss until a little after that. So maybe 2013, I didn't really start playing Weiss. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing Vanguard later that year, some or maybe the year after. So, were you introduced to like the concept of like going up to the hub at UC Riverside and? Uh, like... Yeah. So I was part of. So a friend of mine we started a gaming club and so we started started playing board games mostly but a lot of us played magic anyway so we started like holding drafts and stuff and a lot of those people would hang out at the hub so we just also hang up there and then just like play magic or play weiss or play you know board games or what have you up at the top of the third floor of the hub and then eventually you know as i met you at some point or another and then we play vanguard and i play vanguard with my friend eric as well uh, not, not, not the Eric that's been on the show. A different Eric, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and so uh, we would play. Uh, we, he was the guy I would play like two minute games with. What do you mean two minute games? Like just like, we would play like absurdly fast. Oh wow! <laughs> I, th- I think I remember that where like just your hands would move almost faster than the human eye. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part is one of us was playing dark regulars. <laughs> So just like really fast and just like soul charging, like just not even looking. It was great. Yeah, you're just like fan out the soul. There it, it was is. Like blitz, it was like blitz chess, man. It was great. What's blitz chess? That sounds awesome. Blitz chess is where you just have chess, but you have really low timer, so you have to play really fast. Oh, so probably a lot of mistakes make... made. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you make moves based on instinct more than actually reading. Hmm. <laughs> so blitz chess makes me think like. The Nazis would have invented that. They're like, Blitzkrieg, Blitz chess. That's the way you're supposed to do it. I mean, Blitz is a German word, so I guess that checks out. What, I mean, not lightning? Not, yes. 
but probably not the connection you should be making. Yeah. Well, because Blitzkrieg is lightning warfare, so... Yeah, it just means fast. Yeah. It means go fast. <laughs> At least two Sanix. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so, um... Let's see, and then you met us, and then uh, I gradually roped you into fucking doing a podcast with me. Yeah, yeah, so he, I, how, I, I got baited onto it originally over talking about maybe Dementia Place at some point. Yeah. And then uh, then he was like, hey, how would you like to be a guest? And I'm like, oh, sure. And then, you know, I was like, I wonder how long this is going to last, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't think it was going to last very long, did, did you? But, uh <laughs> Uh, Alice is a very uh, stubborn person, if I've learned anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, so, uh, my first introduction to trading card games of any sort, I, it was like some summer camp when I was seven or eight. Um, this is, if I was born in 94... I think we're going to learn that, like, eight, nine years old is going to be the prime age at grabbing people into TCGs. For millennials, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, like, eight or nine. I remember somebody, like, people were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! on the playground, but because this was a summer camp where we were supposed to, like, run and jump and, like, do sports, it was not exactly uh, smiled upon by the staff of the camp. So it would be this thing where, like, people were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, like... The summer camp was at an elementary school that was just not being used, so it was, like, behind the one of the classrooms where they couldn't find us. Or <laughs> whatever, and then someone would be like, what are you doing? We're playing dodgeball. Get out there. You're like, ugh. I remember the first card I was ever given was a copy of the Stern Mystic, uh, which is just, I, I think it was from, like, the UD starter deck or something. Um, but someone gave it to me. They're like, I got four of these. You can have one. Uh, let's see. It's a flip effect. All face-down monsters on the field are turned face-up and then return to their original position. No card effects are activated when they flip face-up. Now, granted, because we were eights, uh, nobody knew how the effects of Yu-Gi-Oh! worked because this was during Duelist Kingdom where they were making shit up on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like trying to you know figure out how the game worked from there. Um, so no one really knew what to do. Uh, it was mostly just I collected these because the, the pictures are cool. <laughs> um... <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, and then uh, a a friend of mine in elementary school, Adam Bennett, was uh, he was playing uh, MTG, and he got me into it. Where it would be like I'd go over to his house, and he'd get me to play with him, and like I, he taught me the rules and how it worked, but I never really got into Magic on its own. It just didn't really entice me. And then in two thousand and eight, I. A friend of mine from, I want to say middle school, uh, named Jonathan Lovett, he uh, got me into Yu-Gi-Oh! and taught me how the game works for realsies this time. Mm -hmm. Um, So he gets me into the game, and uh, this is during the era of Teledad. uh, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, so, like, this is during the era of Teledad, and, like, now that, like, I'm around 14 at this time, so I kind of know how to research and, like, how how the card effects work and all that stuff. And uh, Jonathan took me to uh, a local store called The Bullpen in uh, in Los Angeles, 
and I w- went to the bullpen every weekend pretty much from 2008 to 2012. So all through middle and high school, every weekend, my Saturday was spent going to the bullpen playing locals. Um, and I played a lot of cards uh, and made a lot of decks. Like during the Teledad era, my the best recourse I could think of was... Uh, this would be the game where the like time where they would go. All right, I got two Stardusts, and uh, I'm gonna kill you next turn, and you can't destroy cards. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna send Sky Scourge Norlaris to the graveyard with trade in. Then I'm gonna summon Phantom of Chaos, banish Sky Scourge Norlaris, pay a thousand life points, send everybody's hands and fields to the graveyard, and then I draw a card. And they're like, but Stardust. I'm like, that's sending, not destroying. And that was the best thing I could do. <laughs> that's all I could do. <laughs> because, like, I, I couldn't afford any of these cards. You're 14. I don't have a job, right? Yeah. Uh, so it just became a thing where uh, I I would do that and just be like, okay, we're, we're starting basically from zero. And then just, like, trying to spam a field based off of, like, top decking for the rest of the game. It worked okay at the time. Um, I can't really remember a lot of what decks I played during those four years, but I can remember a couple. Uh, there was, like, near the end of my time there, uh, I played a deck with a card called Reptilian Vosti, which was a level 8 that uh, what you could normal summon or set it. You could special summon by tributing two monsters with zero attack on either side of the field. So I was playing a lot of cards that would, like, zero out the opponent's uh, attack on stuff and just make tokens, so, like, Fires of Doomsday, stuff like that. And then you could summon her, and then she got a free pop once per turn. So you'd, like, summon her, run over the Stardust, pop something, set two, and... Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't super amazing, but it was a fun deck for the time. And I ended up quitting my senior year of high school because I got a girlfriend. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> She and uh, yeah, and that's that's being horny for you, and and she also was like, "This is dorky, stop it!" I'm like, oh, okay. Um, You're dorky. Thanks. I don't know what sort of things like your your first girlfriend like for real is one of those things where you're like, okay, I cannot be myself because I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> I have to do exactly as the internet and everyone around me and she says. Uh, other, otherwise, I might not get to, to do stuff. <laughs> so, uh, 2012, I graduate high school, um, and I had already started doing stand-up comedy at this point. I started stand-up in spring of 2011 uh, after I got my wisdom teeth out. And uh, while I was high as balls on the Viking and decided to try stand-up comedy because I saw a poster in a coffee shop. Um, I bring this up just because it's a very core tenet of my personality as card games are, so they're kind of intertwined with each other. Um, but yeah, so did that, and then uh, I took a gap year between high school and college uh, because I knew I wanted to do comedy, and I didn't really know what I wanted to major in, so I just thought, okay, you work for a year and uh, stay at home. And it was during this time that I met a man named Gabriel Fel- uh, Feldinger, who you might know from Nexus Tour. Uh, I was walking through the Westside Pavilion in uh, Los Angeles, which does not exist anymore, and uh, 
Toy Mandala was a like nerd store in there, and I kind of popped in because I was like, I wonder what what's going on with Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And I see people playing this game called Vanguard, and they kind of taught me how to play there, and Gabe especially was very nice and taught me how to play. And uh, then I just kind of got into it, and I was like, well, now you have a job, so you can like afford to buy cards for yourself. And I did that. So, during that gap year, I met all of the people who, uh, not just from Nexus Corps, but other friends of mine, uh, like Trace and Jesse G, and uh, people who you, none of you have met, I'm not sure why I'm bringing them up, but uh, they would go to, uh, what was it? Power I've Anime. What did you say, you've met some of these people? I've met some of these people. You have, but the, the listener is like, who the fuck is Jesse G? I don't care. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like a singer or something? I feel like yeah. I've heard of singer by that everyone name. Everyone has singer names in LA. That's just how it works. <sighs> no, it's just because we had two Jessies, so like Jesse G, Jesse, you know. Oh, one of them gets to be that one, huh? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it, much like uh, we will get to Alvin, <laughs> Alvin's origin <laughs> story. <laughs> a similar phenomenon will come up there. Um, but no. uh, yeah, so. Did that, went to Power Anime for most of that year off. I was doing that, I was doing stand-up, and I just kept playing Vanguard. Eventually, uh, Miles, Gabe, and Richard ended up starting Nexus Tour. I kind of went along for the ride, because I was like, why not? Um, and then, I, when I got into UC Riverside near the end of, uh, or the beginning of 2013, like that spring, um, Richard was like, oh, I'm going there too. I was like, cool, we can, we can hang. Well, during that uh, time, I was kind of, like, roaming around UCR's campus, like, looking for stuff to do, and then you wander to the top of the hub where you see cards everywhere, and you're like, this is where I'm going to hang forever. (laughs) Um, Oh, I found found the spot that I belong. (laughs) I found my people. Um, This is in addition to some other stuff, like starting a uh, pickup baseball league, which I advertised by wearing a grass skirt and roller skates, going around the campus, handing out flyers to people. Um, this this is not even the most remarkable things that happen on college campuses. That is the most right. impressive part of this. I know, right? You're, like, skating past, like, the Westboro Baptist Church fuckers. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> or that time there were, like, dueling protests where there was an... There was, like, an anti-abortion thing up, and then there was a protest to the anti-abortion thing across from them. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, Absolutely. that's a thing, right? you got counter-protesters and protesters. Yeah. I was like, please just let me get to class. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were they blocking classrooms off? Or I no, thought it was... no, no, yeah. no, 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 Because no, no. they were over, over by, like, the bell tower, like, the, the quad, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I had to pass by the bell tower sometimes. That was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I... It was mostly through my time at UCR was meeting people like Matt and Rootbeer. And... I apologize for that. <laughs> okay, see, now I, I want you to do that to when you introduce yourself. My name is Matt Barber. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am sorry you have to meet me. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, the the rest of the time at UCR you kind of already know as the listener, like these stories have come up both on, uh, on the show itself and on our bonus show, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Um, but I will tell one last story just about the, the hub where I was, uh, hunted 
during my senior year. Hunted. Hunted, yes. So, uh, the hub, it was like, you know, they had, like, a cafeteria on the bottom floor. The top floor is where we'd hang out, and you had, like, offices and things like that on the intervening floors. Well, in order to get to the top uh, floor of the hub, you'd ha- to, you would have to go through the cafeteria, and uh, people would get food there, and I... Uh, being the little asshole that I was, carried around a water bottle that I devoted specifically to stealing soda from the soda fountains in the cafeteria because they didn't keep them behind a counter. You could just walk up and do that. Now, normally you're supposed to buy a cup from the cafeteria and use that to get your soda. Um, But yeah, so one of the cafeteria workers uh, got pissed off at me in particular, even though I probably wasn't the only one to do that. Um and yelled at me a couple of times. And then eventually he decided to hunt me. And by that I mean (laughs) he started pulling aside people that he saw me with. So you two, uh, various friends of ours like Ash and uh, the other Alvin and Chris and uh, all them being like, have you seen this guy? Did he ever take a picture of me? Did he show you guys a picture of me? I don't believe so. I don't think he's ever asked me specifically. Well... No, I don't think he's ever asked me. I know he asked Chris. That's what I know. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember the day when Chris came up to him and was like, "That somebody was asking me about you." I remember that, and I, I like <laughs> when when Chris said that. Like, I swear to God, a fucking Hitchcock zoom happened. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> 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 <Run. Yeah. laughs> I'm being hunted. Um, so it got me to shave my mustache and beard, which I never do. Um. And, like, literally walk around with a hood and just be like, I can't be found by this guy. I, I avoided going to the bottom floor for a long time, and he never found me. But I like to think to this day he's just walking around like, look, I know it's been five years, but, like, he's out there somewhere, and I'm going to find him. Um, <laughs> God forbid I ever get on TV or something as a comedian. He's, it's going to be like that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, there he is. I know him. <laughs> The fucker who was stealing soda. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my origin story of card games. And uh, here's to many years more of me wasting my money on cardboard crack. Hell yeah, brother. Rupert, hey, it's better than, better than wasting your money on a PNG. That's Wait, true. What? Oh, the, like... Gotcha. You know what? G- PNG is too generous. Most of them are JPEGs, let's be real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> but yes, my card game origin story. So, I vaguely remember having a Yugi starter deck in elementary school. I cannot possibly remember the specific year. I suspect sometime in the first grade or something like that. But yeah, uh, that was what got me started on Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it was a popular show at the time, and ev- fucking everyone played Yu-Gi-Oh! So mm-hmm. I had a Yu-Gi starter deck because he was the main character, and I was a kid, so of course I wanted to be, like, the main character. I mean, his hair was fucking awesome for, for what it was. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the time, I did not understand just how amazing some of skull was for that era of the game it was because all yeah because it was all about like the dark magician and the blue eyes white dragon even though summon skull has the same attack and is 
but only required one tribute. I mean, we didn't well, really it has know the it. Same attack. It has the same attack as Dark Magician. So Dark Magician was clearly bad because, you know, you had yes. Summon Skull, which was like the same card but better. Mm-hmm. Now, Blue Eyes, if you got it out, nothing checked it. So that was mm-hmm. that was value. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. we, we've we tweeted about this because, Matt, you, you sent us the link here, but it was like the beginnings of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh, which uh, it's it's a very interesting video, and I would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think uh, John, John Chayden showed me that, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is awesome." Yeah, I can't wait for the next <laughs> yeah. installment because it goes to like 2005, and we're like, "Ooh." Yeah, that video is dope. Yeah, yeah, and then I remember like for a while we didn't have physical cards, so we just played imaginary Yu-Gi-Oh. But I didn't know GX existed at the time, so oh, my fr- my friend was pu- was pulling out cards like Elemental Hero Thunder Giant, which, for my brain, that was still stuck on the Dark Magician. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Thunder Giant was like, <laughs> you pop something when you summon it, right? That's it? Yeah. Oh. But it was, that's still, like, better than anything my vanilla Yu-Gi-Oh card ass had ever really known about up until then. It's a and then, very apt I description. Think... Vanilla Yu-Gi-Oh card oh. ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then I remember in middle school having the most, like, janky deck that I threw together off of, like, random cards that I got out of booster packs. It was, like, a bunch of random fairy cards. I think I had a Frost Monarch in there. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, the best card ever because Mobius is, was great at the time. Uh, I wish I could remember what the actual, like, fairy monsters were but yeah for, that was just kind of how i played Yu-Gi-Oh for a bit was i just had one or two friends during summer school that played and we would just play with the most janky slapped together random decks it's the way to do it mm-hmm. and then i think during like high school i played a lot on dueling network back when that was still a thing well, now it's dueling book. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that was like, end of. I think that was during Exceeds. So I played like a Gusto deck that was terrible, but it was really funny because you would just crash a bunch of low attack monsters and make your opponent take battle damage. That's and that fun. was great. And then, like, I just kind of stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh for a while after that, and I never have. I haven't bothered with it since, and then just didn't play any card games for a while until, like, third year of UCR during the summer, because I had to, I normally live in San Francisco, but I had to stay in Riverside for that summer to take summer classes so I could graduate on time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think one of my friends, X, wanted me to, wanted to try out Vanguard just because, so he convinced me to go buy starter decks with him, so I had bought the Asha starter deck. And played with him and my friend Jose, who taught me the rules. And then, eventually, Chris came along, because Chris is friends with everybody. I know, right? He's, like, such a friendly, affable guy. And, uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. admittedly, I kind of hated him for a while, which, yeah. that's, that's my bad. <laughs> I think Jose, like, vaguely... He knew you guys. He knew that there were a group of people 
who hung out at the hub and he was friends with Alvin Chow. So like him and Chris introduced me to you guys. And that's kind of where we've been since. Again, I would like to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) And would you like to tell the story of the nickname Root Beer again, Atlas? Yes, sure. So uh, as uh, Root Beer said, there was an Alvin Zhao, there was an Alvin Wu. We're like, this is annoying where you say Alvin, two heads turn. Um, (laughs) So we were trying to decide, one of you needs a nickname, because this is getting annoying. So I think, Matt, wasn't it you that came up with the nickname? So it was me. So his his initials were A.W. So I said kind of in jest that we should just call him Root Beer. Yes. Because... And, uh, well... Uh, and it turns out I didn't hate that nickname, so here stuck. we are. <laughs> there was a time for a while where someone was like, we could just call Alvin Zhao Arizona, because, like, the state. I'm like, that's too many... Root Beer versus Arizona. Like, that's... <laughs> Too many syllables. Yeah. Alvin Jack. Like, like, his real name is less syllables than the nickname he would be getting. Yeah. Um, so it just kind also, of... Also, he was with you guys longer, so he had Alvin seniority. I didn't even think about it that way. It was mostly just for brevity's sake, where I was like, all right, root beer shorter, it's root beer. Yeah, and I was really confused the first time you said it, because no one had consulted me about this. Yeah, I think that's what's supposed to happen with nicknames. You don't really get to choose them, they just choose you. Like a reverse Pokemon. Um, yeah, it's like uh, in middle school, everyone called me Assless Nocock, so that's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> no, don't say that. Everyone's going to call you that in the comments. Oh, of course they are. The, fuck, bring it on, bitch. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's uh, that's how root beer yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, my origin story was very brief. That's it. That that was the whole story. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't start going to locals until like I started playing Vanguard because X and Chris dragged me to locals. Yeah, we would go. What was the name of the place? It was in a mall in Moreno Valley. Yeah. No. Uh, fuck. What was it called? Um, we were going. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, the I, I remember like going with Matt a few times, or with you, mm-hmm. or Chris, or wh- whoever, because I had a car. Um, mm-hmm. And let's see. <laughs> uh, we we've told the story about uh, taking Matt to regionals and yeah, his, his, his appendix. <laughs> oh my god, that's been told so many times. Uh, I guess we should tell the story of uh, Jared right? Yes. Okay, so our friend Jared, um, he was, I worked at, when when we were at UCR, I worked in the call center. Um, Mm -hmm. We were the people who called you after you graduated asking for money. We are scum, and I acknowledge that. But, uh, because you're in a call center in, like, a cubicle, people would, like, bring a book to read, or you know, something to fiddle with. So I would naturally whip out my cards and start, like, goldfishing with myself, because what else are you going to do for three hours? Um, and, uh, this guy, Jared, who was, like, new working there, he was like, hey, what is that? And then, uh, I kind of explained it to him, and, uh, eventually, like, invited him up to the hub to come play, and, uh, what, did he play Magic before, like, as a kid or something? Because he had TCG experience. Um... I think so. I vaguely recall 
all him discussing magic with either James or Matt. Yeah, I believe that. So when we taught him to play, uh, he was like, you know, he kind of went along for the ride, but I don't think he really got into it, except uh, there was this one time where uh, there was a team regional, and uh, one of our, this was the day that Matt got appendicitis, right? (laughs) Or was that a different, okay, so Matt got appendicitis, and we kind of asked Jared, like, hey, can you be our third and he was like, I kind of don't know how to play. I'm like, we'll figure oh, no, it this out. Wasn't the same, this wasn't the same one. It wasn't the same one. It was that, different. No, this wasn't the same one. This is one that it was an event that I was at. But, yeah, I don't I don't know if we knew each other at the, as well at the time. Okay. All right, so it was But I was one. at this event, so my apologies on that. Yeah, no, it's okay. Everything kind of blurs together over time. It does. Um, but, so, we we took him to a diner before the regional started. And we taught him not only, like, the intricacies of how his deck worked, it was the uh, uh, Bloody Odal Legion for Spike Brothers. Um, and we we took him with us, and he he did pretty good. <laughs> um, the best part was there was one of the rounds where he was playing against, this was during the, uh, the Revenger Legion, um, and he ended up winning. And the guy, like, had clearly spent way too much money on the deck. He was like, I gotta win. I have the best deck. And then Jared, who is, like, the coolest cucumber in the universe. He is so chill. Just like, okay, you got me to five damage. Okay, and, like, the best part was because, again, he didn't quite know how this worked. He was picking up and reading every card. And, like, (laughs) wait, can I see that for a second? Like, every little step he took just toward victory. Like, imagine... If you were, uh, what's the best way I can describe it? Like you were playing chess with somebody and they were like, now wait, hang on a second. And they would like consult the rule book every time. And then they just end up beating your ass. You'd be kind of pissed off, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But just like, I, I love him for not only going along with us. Like he could have just said, no, fuck off. It's Saturday. I want to sleep in. Um, but he, he did the best he could, and he did quite well for himself based on the tools he had at the time. Uh, so kudos to you, Jared, for <laughs> for that. Um, I don't know if we've ever told that story on the show before. I feel like we have, just not in that much detail. Mm, yeah. Um, one other thing I want to bring up from my story that I uh, my origin story that I forgot to bring up was my friend Dan, who. Uh, would you know he was going to bullpen every week with his brother Austin, and uh, he and I weren't like super close friends at first. Um, but my parents went through like a really nasty divorce, and after tenth grade, I went from the private school I was at to public school, and Dan was at that school, so he was kind of showing me around, and we became super close friends and our friends to this day. So uh, the best friends I've made in in this world. Nine times out of ten have been because of card games. <laughs> nice. So, you know, everyone's like, what is it good for? It's cardboard. It's cardboard crack, but it makes you friends. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to clown car on your way to a regional. Oh, God. What's, like, the worst clown car you've been a part of? That was the only one. How many How many of us? What, it was, like, four in the back, and then... Yeah, I think it was, like... 
Because you and Matt were up front, so you had it good. And then it was like Richard, me, Alvin Zhao, and I think it was Jared. I can't Probably remember that. the. I can't remember our fourth, but there were four of us squished together in the back while you two got to have it nice up in the front. <laughs> I was driving Matt's fat. It happens. <laughs> I'm also fat, but that that's beside the point. We're all we fat. It, yeah. We could have made it better for one person and worse for three others. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh my god. But yeah, so I, 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 I thought this would be like just a good time to tell our origin story. And I, I asked you, the listener, like, do you have any uh, origin stories about the world of trading card games? Um, like, I... I asked you and uh in order to fulfill that request the best way to do that is you can tweet at us at nexus at night um you know all three of us have access to the account someone will answer you uh if you want to support the show you can also go to patreon.com slash nexus at night we have a whole ass bonus show every week price a cup of coffee a month five bucks a month you get a bonus show every week and uh, access to card write-ups uh thank you again to our ten dollar patrons darren and cole um, where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And then you can find me at Atlas Novak in the same places I just listed. And uh, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.